0: So, so uh, um, um, here, the, the the books you you you're doing here are both kind of uh, debating stuff with taking first new atheists challenging them, um, mm. then the other debate with uh, kind of a dialogue with a real real atheist, not the new atheist but still atheist. Mm. So, but but Stefan, um, why? Why do you think the the kind of debates are important? Because they went went on, went on, kind of didn't kind of win all down, and the atheists kind of confessed and ran (laughs) up. So why why would you think debates about the resurrection should be important for for us as Christians? Yeah, yeah. I I do really
1: uh, like debates. I think they are one important tool for us, uh, but I think we need to have some good thinking about why we do debates. We don't do debates with non-Christians on the resurrection or on the existence of God or or anything else, primarily to win over the opponent to the Christian faith. That is not realistic that on the platform someone will repent and and, uh, proclaim their faith in Jesus. And, And that is not the main reason we do it you do the debate for the people listening uh, and in that group uh, or in the audience there will be at least three groups of people there will be Christians who can be really encouraged to hear the case for the Christian faith being presented in, in public there are people open, not they have not decided yet uh, in, uh, in uh, what, what way they are going to to uh, think and live and so on and you can help them to uh, make a step toward uh, the Christian faith. And then there are people that have decided against the Christian faith and are really convinced that there is no God or that Jesus never rose uh, from the dead and uh, you can disturb them by presenting some good arguments they might have not heard or undermining some of the arguments they perceive as really watertight arguments for, for their positions, so they can be undermined. So you do debates in order to present publicly the, the Christian faith. Of course, long term, you also hope that the, your opponent will be affected by thinking uh, about this later on, but the opponent is not the main, uh, uh, the, the main focus in one sense for, for the debate. You're focusing, talking with the, the opponent and showing a strong case of the Christian faith, but in order to help other people, primarily, to, uh, to realise things.
2: Um. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to add, because you, you might say, well, you, you could do that by just giving, having a Christian give a lecture. They would address those same three constituencies yeah. of, of people. by just gave a lecture on the resurrection rather than doing a debate... But of course, what the debate does is it makes the, the non-Christians and perhaps the non-decideds feel more comfortable in coming because they know there's going to be sort of equal time to both views. Um, I'm not just going to be kind of hit over the head with the with Bible. Uh, and also, it's kind of, in academic terms, kind of playing fair and, and saying as a Christian, you know, I'm, I'm confident enough in what I believe to try and make things hard for myself. Yeah. yeah. i I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you hear what the opposition has to say. And you make up you know, I'm going to trust you to make up your mind on, on what you think about this. I am encouraging an open academic exchange of views on fair, equal terms, etc., etc. And I'm going to try and do it whilst whilst being nice and not losing my cool and all of those sort of important rhetorical things as well. That even if you don't convince someone to believe in the resurrection, you might convince them that oh, actually, Christians aren't as nasty as I thought they were. You know, that's a win. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah? That might open the door down the, down the road so, further. So there's, there's a lot going on rhetorically uh, in the, those classical Aristotelian terms, as, as well as um, just in terms of getting certain information across to, to different constituencies.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really important, the kind of image building for, mm. for not for, for the debate, mm-hmm. but for the Christian faith and for the church, that we are not afraid, we are open. Yeah. Uh, we want to be uh, reasonable people. And pragmatically, if I put on a, a lecture on the existence of God and mm-hmm. the resurrection of Jesus, 20 people would come, to Stockholm mm-hmm. University. If I put on, we put on a debate, yeah. 250 people come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't we use also this format? Yeah. Uh, we should uh, use many other formats, but this is a very uh, mm-hmm. a, a very good
0: format to uh, for discussions. Mm-hmm. And and thinking about communication, you know, communication is of different formats, different genres, different arenas, and we need to move across these arenas. One is the kind of coffee cup discussion, communication there. Then you have the lecture with a very different kind of format with a a monologue, right? Then you have the the blogs, uh, uh, right? And then you have debates, right? Which is a very different kind of genre and, and event. Which seem which seem to, to attract different people, um, and we uh, need we need to, to realise how, how that works, and also, mm-hmm. and also I think one of one of the challenging things for people who are inside the Christian group they when they get to debate they they are worried I'm going to lose here, mm. so what would you say to Christians who come there and are really worried because if we set up a debate we could be crushed. Mm and
2: they hope, they hope we win. Yeah, yeah. Good, I'm very pleased that they're worried <laughs> yeah. about it because that's why they're going to put the effort in yeah. to doing a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you, you need to. Um, you need to uh, you know, be careful in choosing your debater mm. uh, and getting someone who's going to take it seriously and really put the work in. Mm. Um, it takes you know, months sometimes to prepare for a debate to do it properly, um, it's not something that you just you know, call someone up and say, oh, do you want to come and debate someone on the resurrection next week? <laughs> I think no. <laughs> it's like, do you want to come and debate them in three months time at our university mission? Okay, tell me about them, what have they written on it? How do I get that material so I can read up and study them? Um, what, are the, what are their arguments going to be? What can I prepare? Um, you know who's the audience going to be? What's the situation? I need to need to read up about it again. Read mm-hmm. up. Is there any you know recent research come out that's going to be relevant to the topic, whatever it is, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to put in the spade work uh, and um, kind of honour the the uh, the importance uh, of it. Uh, and often I think what you find when you watch uh, sort of the online debates that guys like Bill Craig have and so on is that clearly he's done his homework mm-hmm. a- and the local atheist professor that the humanist group or whatever have, have put up uh, hasn't bothered because, I mean, he's talking to a Christian and they're, they're sort of religious know-nothings who just believe stuff on blind faith so, you know, why do you need to bother reading up, um, <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, And that often shows. <laughs> Mm. So, mm. Yeah.
1: The, there's also different genres within the kind of debate format. You can have a very formal debate, mm. uh, and you can also have a more open uh, panel conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's different genres also yeah. within.
2: Yeah. Uh, there you need to have a very good chairperson yeah. uh, mm, yeah. uh, to keep things in hand, and keep the conversation going, and equal time and all of that. But yeah, mm. if you get a good chairperson, if you get someone like Justin Bryley. Uh, who mm-hmm. does uh, the the unbelievable radio show podcast. You, could, you
0: could um, Google his name and yeah. listen to his very weekly podcast bringing Christians and non-Christians to debate many, many different topics. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Justin Briley. Unbelievable. 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 Premier radio. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. Christian Premier, Premier, radio. Premier Christian radio. radio. Premier. He's written a book now uh, about why he's mm. a Christian after all these years yeah. of debating uh, yes. So, so uh, you need to be careful about the, the, <laughs> the format if it's going to work. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and you need to be fair as a Christian. Um, if, if we set up a Christian in a Christian setting, mm. you need to make sure the person feels comfortable and the people listening yeah. sees this yeah. is yeah. kind of a fair dealing with their representative. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Parti- particularly
2: as you say since you're not you're not really thinking you're probably going to convert the non-christian mm-hmm. debater there and then but what you what you can hope to do is to establish a friendly relationship
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. with them such as, mm. as to say oh well, you know let's do this again in two years time and debate something different or come to my university and you know yeah. or like keep the dialogue going etc etc yeah.
0: yeah. could you tell just briefly the background for the Resurrection book. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: So, the main uh, atheist debater in this resurrection faithful Fact book, uh, a guy called Carl Stecher, who was um, an English professor from the states. Uh, um, he had a Christian background, but he didn't really take. He got interested in uh, uh, literature of world religions and did some courses at his university on uh, reading literature of world religions and so on. Uh, in 2000, uh, he took a sabbatical, came to the UK for a sort of study sabbatical and he stumbled across my then recently published first book, uh, which is a book called The Case for God, uh, which he read and then wrote to me, uh, saying, you know, I've, I've read your book and I've seen your book, you, you talk about the importance of engaging with, with the objections to your views and sort of being open and so on, you know, I would like to discuss with you your views and here's you know, my objections and I wrote back to him and he wrote back to me and, I, and we had this, this is in the days when like, letters would go back and forth across the, across the pond um, and he ended up then uh, editing our uh, written dialogue into the form of a sort of ebook that uh, the then new um, bethinking.org website published. You can go and read our dialogue there. Um, I'm sure I disagree with some of the stuff that I've said there now because uh, <laughs> it's quite a long time ago, but there we go. Um, and then uh, we kind of kept kind of uh, in, in tabs in that someone um, I think someone saw that material on the web and then invited Carl to debate the resurrection against an American New Testament scholar called Craig Blomberg and they had two spoken debates on the resurrection and then Carl thought I'd like to turn this into some sort of book and publish a book of a written debate between me and, and Blomberg on the resurrection I'll get in contact with Pete. <laughs> Pete you do publishing and you know, books and stuff you know can you recommend a publisher have you got any ideas for the format of a sort of debate written debate on the resurrection and so on um, so I suggested a format and so, you know, you debate, respond, and then have a Christian res- responder and a non-Christian responder, yeah. you know, have a couple of philosophers, if you're talking with a New Testament scholar, have a couple of, and so on, and he, he brought on Richard Carrier, and then I said, oh, you know, it would be really good to try and get a non-Christian publishing house, like a secular atheist publishing house, because, you know, IVP have published a couple of, Debate books on the resurrection with Bill Craig and things, but it would be really nice to see a secular publishing house bring out a debate on the resurrection. I bet, bet Richard Carey has got some contacts <laughs> uh, in the publishing world, and lo and behold, he he does, and he got us a contract with one of his publishers, and so we've published this, you know, the first debate on the resurrection published with a secular publishing uh, concern. Um, so these, you know. Contact going back to uh, the beginning of the millennia, uh, sort of came back uh, and rebounded to a new, uh, uh, first the written e-book project, and then this this project, uh, and a collaboration uh, between a new group of people involved and so on and. Because I was involved in that project and i, I got uh, craig blomberg 's email, I managed to nab him to give me a, a nice blurb for the back of the getting at Jesus book as well and <laughs> so one thing kind of leads to another you know in, in relationship and keeping that relationship over and um, just 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 to say now i 've really kind of appreciated uh, that relationship with 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 Cole and the fact that his you know we obviously we disagree on some fundamental things but his his heart is in the right place uh, and um, he has been um, diagnosed with cancer and basically whilst we were writing this book uh, told us the news that his oncologist had said that's it we're out of treatment options basically you should think about you know going on a cruise with your wife for Christmas and <laughs> like <laughs> uh, so um Carl, uh, it was sort of touching. We didn't know whether he would make it through to seeing it published. Uh, but knowing this, he said, "Well, you know, I don't need the money, and my my family doesn't need the money. And you know, Pete, you were a big part of my journey to this point of doing this and being involved in the project, and so on. Please have my royalties uh, <laughs> from the book, because you know we will split it four ways. But I don't need my cut. Y- you have it." So that that speaks of a real, you know, gesture of 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 friendship uh, across. And this is something that you know both of us have sort of said in our dialogues and so on. We we may not actually come to agree, but we will understand each other more, understand why we disagree with each other more, and do it in a way that helps other people to think about it more and make their minds up, even if we don't change our minds about things. Um, so we, we, we disagree, but we, we're, we're aiming to do it in as agreeable a manner uh, as, as possible. Uh, and that is absolutely something to, to aim at, uh, and achievable, and something that we, we should aim at. Um, so I just wanted to, to, to say that about Carl and, and the project. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, Stefan, what about all your debates on the Resurrection? What are your experiences? Uh, Well, I've um, uh,
1: actually not done uh, uh, any debate specifically uh, only on on the resurrection, I've done many debates on the existence of God and uh, Jesus and uh, and the historical Jesus and um, Jesus as the son of God and Mm. many other stuff but actually never only on the resurrection. So mm-hmm. Resurrections have come up in, in, in many debates, but uh, I, I've not had, I don't know why, it's just, it's not been mm-hmm. like that. Maybe, maybe because in, in, in Sweden, the, the God question is the, uh, mm-hmm. it's really, really huge, the, the big question, people don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they're not interested in, in the son of God. Mm-hmm. Since there is no God, of course there is no Son of God, and there can be no resurrection. So, uh, so I think that's mm-hmm. the reason why, in most cases, people want to arrange debates on uh, is there a God, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Christianity versus humanism, or, mm-hmm. that, that kind of, uh, of subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think um, uh, it, it's a weakness. We we should do it more as Christians in Sweden to uh, mm-hmm. also to uh, bring in. Mm-hmm. The, the whole issue of, uh, uh, of the resurrection mm-hmm. and, uh, and I of course tried to do that in, in uh, the second volume of the Skeptics guide to, to Jesus mm-hmm. to write about uh, the, the resurrection. Uh, I was really happy to listen to his uh, presentation here very very powerful and there and is a very, uh, a very uh, strong presentation of uh, of this, of the thinking we can have. Uh, relating to the resurrection. And I, I, I just uh, want, want to make a comment, which I think is, is important. That uh, Many of us come, have a strong belief in, in the Bible, and uh, we should have, and we believe in the inerrancy of the Bible and the inspiration of the Bible, this is the word, the word of God. Uh, and it can feel a, a little bit strange to do what Pete was doing to put those theological convi- convictions at the side for a moment, not denying them, but just put them at side and say, okay, these are um, theological convictions. Now, let's look at this from a historical point of view, and just dealing with this text as you mm. deal with other uh, ancient historical sources, uh, and not demand or assume the truth of, mm. uh, of it all. Uh, that can be emotionally mm. strange when you come from mm. a maybe strong church background. But I think in terms of communication, it's, it's really important uh, that mm. we don't have the attitude that you first have to accept this as the Word of God, inspired and true, and then you give <laughs> an argument for the resurrection. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of wrong order. If the resurrection is true and Jesus is the Son of God, then you can make a, an argument that leads to a strong uh, belief in, mm. the, in mm. the Word of God. But it's, mm. uh, it's in that order. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's part of that, that whole thing of trying to meet other people on as much common ground as possible, isn't it? It's trying to find, as, as let's start with the things that we, we have in common and we agree on and see if I can use those things to move you in the direction of uh, Christian spirituality. Uh, and you you know you're free to try and use the things we have in common to leave me in the other direction of course I, in the very process opening myself up to that that dialogue um but yeah starting with the sort of uh, idea of the, the common ground the, uh, and using that as your starting place um, so you ask as little as possible of the non-believer uh, before you get into the discussion of, of why it's reasonable for them to Think what you think about Jesus. You know. yeah.
0: yeah, we we uh, need to move on. There's so many interesting things we could have discussed, but now um, to, at five o'clock. You're welcome to our place. Um, I just think it's it's it, it's it's very very important for us to, to recognize the, the importance of, of of argument and discussion. Like if, if, if we want democracy, we need different mm. parts different opinions to meet one another. Right? So mm. we as Christians need to invite people to disagree. And we need to respect the persons, and mm. challenge the mm. ideas. Mm. These days, both the democracy and discussion, we tend to be hostile to people or attack the people. Right? That's what happened in politics and victimhood and everything. And also uh, emotionally, as, as people, we, we get defensive, we get aggressive, but let, let's focus on, on, on a very important part for democracy and for critical thinking to focus on the ideas and challenge people's ideas yeah. while respecting the, the, the people. And I think the debate format would yeah. help us balance these things with, with disagreement with it really important, we learn from it. And we need, we need to handle the, the people who disagree with, with us. Yeah and respecting them as persons. So I think, uh, thank you both of you for modeling this and we can discuss that home uh, after five o'clock.